Welcome to Mind the Gap, a podcast about comic books. I'm Jay, and with me is Mikhail, and together we'll be talking about the medium of comic books and everything that spins out of it, like movies, TV, games, and everything else in between. We'll try our best to dive deep, covering the art, the story, the themes, the creative teams involved, and both the publication and character histories if we can. But no matter how far we go, we'll always go back to the source material, because comic books is a medium that deserves more love and attention. So if you find any of that interesting, Get comfortable, because we're going to start talking about comics. So, to start everything off, start everything off, um, I think we should, we should share some things about ourselves just just short stuff about comic books and us um my name's jay and i've been reading comic books since i was around the age of four <laughs> um so that's i'm gonna say that's that's reading um of, so it's before you can read jay no i okay. no that was when i started started to read um it's like 20 so i i have like a background of like 20 plus years of reading comics i'm not gonna give exactly the, the exact amount of years so yeah. Uh, it's good, man. Hide, hide your age. Yeah, don't want people know. Exactly. <laughs> Twenty-one years. Oh, well, that's, I'm Mikhail. I guess because um, for those who are listening to us for a second time, the five, six people who listened to our first episode, we didn't really give <laughs> it a chance. There's more. Joy. We've checked. We've yeah. checked the statistics, man. Um. Yeah. So my name is Mikhail. Um. I started reading comics in high school because of Jay. Partially, um. I can give you full really? credit, maybe. Or should, like fully because of Jay. Yeah, I I'm didn't, super, I didn't know super that. into it. I didn't know that. Yeah, like I, I the first um, issues I really started collecting was Infinite Crisis, um, which I think in hindsight was a mistake, <laughs> only because I don't think you should start with a big story arc like that, especially um, with DC. It's not. It's yeah, not especially with DC. Fr- it's not. It's not like, new. Yeah. New reader friendly. Yeah, yeah. I was just reading stuff and things were going over my head. I was just like, most of the time I was reading, I was like, "Oh, cool, Batman's in here." Yeah, cool. you were a big um, Batman fan. I think that's one reason why yeah. you you picked DC first. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, "Oh, Wonder Woman's in this too. Oh, Superman's in it too. Oh, and all these other people who I don't know." And so that's a mistake. I think you should always just pick one character and then stick to him. And then as his story yeah. starts tying into the main story arc that they're trying to do, that's when you that's when you start collecting those. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't. I've, I've, I've. I've strewn away from comics the past couple of years and um this this podcast is a way of coming back into it and reading stuff do you remember what your do you remember what your first comic book was my first comic book like ever or or the comic book that got you into the the hobby so what got me into (laughs) what got me into um reading comics was the justice league animated series Mm. i don't think i ever told you that no no you, you haven't you've never told me that yeah, so like I, I was because it was on Cartoon Network all the time in, in the Philippines, yeah. and um, I would just watch random episodes, and I always found it cool. And then I was like, oh, there's a comic book store in uh, Alabang Town Center. Okay, let's uh, go there and yeah, right, by the cinema, check it out. By the cinema. Yeah, yeah. And so um, that's what got me into it. But the first comic book that I really, really liked was um, All Star Superman, oh, Grant Morrison, yeah. which I still have. Yeah. Um, classic, so good. That's the kind of thing and, like you, and Frank you stick Quietly, to that. Right? And then, Sorry, what was that? And Frank Whiteley's art, right? Yes, yeah. so good. Good stuff. Um, good stuff. That there, there's an issue there where um, Superman and Lex, um, Lex Luthor is being interviewed. 
um, I can't remember what exactly happens in, off the top of my head, but he's been being interviewed, um, and there's like a jailbreak going on at the same time. It's really, um, <laughs> but yeah, which I think what, what makes Superman so much so good is like his supporting characters are also strong. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, but like like um, recently, I think the Lois Lane title from DC and the Superman's friend Jimmy um, Olsen by Matt Fraction, I think was really really good that's what i've heard so great supporting i agree with you great supporting yeah. cast yeah for yeah. me um those, yeah. the one of the first one of the first comics that i really liked was um i got this book this this compilation of the, the art adams was it art no no it was um it was x-men visionaries neil adams and it covered like the first the original five x-men and like it was just amazing like the art was of neil adams and the story just blew my mind as a kid like i thought i thought the old comics were were very clunky and 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 kind of not streamlined and then seeing that like knowing that it was from an old comic just blew my mind love it yeah neil adams is good but he has um he has a variant cover of an all-star superman oh yeah um yeah, yeah, yeah. That's re- that's really really nice. I've always like I remember wanting to buy that. I um, I, I the, think he had a variant cover for All Star Batman and Robin. Yeah, which yeah yeah he did. Which I regret yeah, buying because it was such a bad story. <laughs> yeah, All Star Batman wasn't it? Um, yeah. I, I think that's like Jim Lee kind of saved that. Yeah, his art if, was so good. If if it wasn't always. for the art, would be so yeah. bad. And I think that was when around the time that we really took collecting seriously, like that year around two thousand six, two thousand seven. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, which which sucks because now I have I actually have the money to buy comics. <laughs> and I don't. Uh, and and just, years ago we'd starve ourselves just to just to get comics as kids. Yeah, because I I remember um, the Neil Adams cover. It was like, more expensive. Um, yeah, it was like a thousand pesos at that. Oh and then, like God. it's that's like that's like. 10 comics pretty much right like yeah. five comics yeah. so i would always just go to um i was always just just go to the store and i would just like stare like, put the <laughs> variant cover and then like shoot like can i see the variant cover and then like yeah. she'll give it to me and i'll just stare at it and, and then give, give it back, back. <laughs> sadly yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah uh i guess that's a little background for us mm-hmm. um of how we got into comic books we can we can do a we've promised an episode just for a short episode just for us like soon um, but yeah, so I guess we should jump into the comic. Yeah. What, that do, we, we're gonna... what do we have today, Jay? What's in store for our listeners today? In today's episode, um, we're covering, uh, in, in honor of Wonder Woman 1984, we've decided to cover Wonder Woman Rebirth, specifically the Greg Rucka run from, um, which is covered in Wonder Woman Rebirth Deluxe Edition Books 1 and 2. And that is, I think, from the Rebirth issue up to issue 25. So shout out to our friend Sean Chu for, for telling me to check this book out. It was an amazing book. Yeah. So, yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Um, so the story was made by um, by Greg Rucka. He wrote it. Greg Rucka is a famous uh, writer known for works such as Whiteout, Queen and Country, and Oni, Oni, Oni Press. Um, he did Gotham Central, Stumptown, which I'm not sure if it's still ongoing, but it's a TV show starring Robin Scherbatsky from How I Met Your Mother and Jake Johnson from New Girl. Um, he also wrote The Old Guard, which is a very successful Netflix movie now. Um, 52, which I know you have experience in. 
and bad, bad experience. In <laughs> what do you, what do you mean bad experience? Well, it's um, it wasn't that great, right? Oh, I mean, it lasts. It, it went a long time. I think they have like four volumes total of fifty two stuff. But yeah, I always it's, it's think every they week. were just pot. Co- it's every week. Yeah, they were just pot, they were just pot committed to yeah. their idea, which was <laughs> there very... was no going back. But I don't know. I, I didn't read the whole thing. Maybe it got better as time went along. Because it's rough to get re- a, get a get a comic book every week as a kid. We were we were kids when it came out. Yeah, yeah. I re- I just remember buying one every week and then not really being so into the story. But at the time, I was I was kind of basic. You know, I was like, oh, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. Those they, are weren't like the three weren't <laughs> they weren't even there. They weren't there. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it was like learning about all these new characters who I didn't really have a um, a big um, relationship with. So it was a tough read. Maybe I should give it another spin. Actually, it's, after it, reading this, like he he's got good stuff. And reading a couple of issues yeah. of Old Guard, it it um, also it also had bright spots. Like if I remember correctly, Fifty Two was where um, the Kate Kane Batwoman came from. Yeah. And then she spun off into Detective Comics after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, stuff. yeah, don't do, do get me wrong. Like, I'm sure good stuff came out of it. I need to give it another shot. Don't, don't, uh, you know, give give people a, a second chance, mm-hmm. I guess. So other people in the creative team behind Wonder Woman Rebirth include Nicholas Scott, uh, who did art for stuff like Birds of Prey, Secret Six, Teen Titans, um, Blackest Night, Wonder Woman, I think. Um, Liam mm-hmm. Sharp did Judge Dredd, Spider-Man... He did some work on Gears of War. And Bilquis Evely, who is, I think, doing stuff for Sandman Universe right now. She's doing the dreaming. And she's done work on Legends of Tomorrow, Batman, and The Shadow. And um, I think, I don't know how to pronounce this right. Renato Geddes, I think, took over some issues too. Yeah. And, um, of course, shout out to the colorists, Romulo Fajardo Jr. And the letter, the letterist, which is Jody Wynn. So, yeah. So that's a creative team. For is, the main um, main title, yeah. So is Romulo uh, Fajardo Pinoy? I I think so. Yeah. Proud Kaba, proud to be. Come by it. Yeah. So um also the the Vargan covers by Jenny Fresson and Frank Cho were amazing. Have you seen them? Um no uh, wait um, no I haven't. Frank Cho ha- is the more pinup style stuff, and Jenny Fresson's um covers were the more like i think they look painted mm-hmm. yeah just so good yeah. i didn't even know I like i i ordered i ordered a like a francho poster from signed francho poster from the local comic store here and mm-hmm. i didn't even know that that came from the rebirth run i i, I got the poster before i started reading rebirth so it, it's, it was a wonder woman yeah poster? yeah it was it was a variant cover i had no idea yeah. nice. those um those variant covers make cool um posters yes they do yeah, they're amazing. They're always so much. Yeah, I um, I don't know if they make regular covers super bad on purpose just so their variant covers can shine so much more. I um, don't think so, because because more people still buy the regular covers, from what I understand. So it has to be good, because that's what people yeah. want. But but there are also less variant covers produced, right? Yeah. Well, some sometimes. Um, there also would, not all the time there would be regular variants which mm-hmm. uh, can just be like part of the regular order but then there are special ones that you have to like order a lot just to for the comic store to get like one copy or something yeah those are those are the expensive Neil Adam covers that you were looking at when you were younger oh yeah 
That was good. I'm gonna go. I'm actually. I'm gonna look for that later. See if I know. See if I can buy it. Make so, yeah. high school Mikhail proud. <laughs> just like years later, just get it right. Yeah. Even if it's just the poster, actually. Hmm. Which I think there might be one of. Okay, so um, shall we dive in? Yeah. To the comic book? Go for it, man. Alright, mm-hmm. so Wonder Woman Rebirth was split... It's a story split into two parts. So for every other issue, you would have the present day story and the year one story. So Liam Sharp's art was based on the present day Wonder Woman, while Nicholas Scott's art was for year one. And... I don't know what you think about the art, but for me, I didn't like Liam Sharp's art at first. Mm-hmm. But it started to make sense after reading more about Urskartaga, which is the like plant god, the the evil plant god that gave Cheetah her powers. So yeah, that turned like, Cheetah into Cheetah. Right? Yeah. So Liam Sharp's kind of looked gross and twisted, a bit so a bit dark at first. Mm-hmm. But I noticed that it got less dark in the latter issues, and yeah. it, because the, the um the first arc where they're um where they're on uh like that island and she's she's trying to look for for Cheetah yeah um and save those the those girls like there that that island is really um you kind of have to draw it that way mm-hmm. right because mm-hmm. that's that's kind of like how um sort of the to- the tone of that of that yeah. uh, story arc was kind of so that's why it, it really fits in that terms and then later on I guess if it, if he kept it dark like that it wouldn't really make much sense that's true because they, they, they went away from that island and I think Urskartaga was meant to be gross yeah and yeah. twisted and and he he mm-hmm. did that very very well like I can't imagine like let's say uh, who has bright artwork like um Doc Doc quietly does Doc, Doc Shaner has um, mm-hmm. very very bright classic artwork and yeah. though I am sure he can pull this off because he's an amazing artist like mm-hmm. like I can't imagine him drawing something that just makes me go oh that's gross yeah yeah. so I yeah, think no, Liam sure. Sharp did a great job during the mm-hmm. Urs Cartaga arc Cartaga yeah. arc of, of the Wonder Woman story and yeah. um, I think Nicholas Scott's art was perfect for year one yeah it agreed was, it was, yeah, it was very was innocent good. Right, it was mm-hmm. it was before she was aware of of all these um, manipulation of the gods, all these wars outside the Mascara. It was really good. Yeah, like, it's amazing. Because it, it was, it's also like um, Diana's like first look into the into the world outside yeah. of the Mascara. Yeah, so everything like looks bright and shiny and new. Right, like mm. to her, everything looks so amazing because she's seeing it for the first time. Um, but it's really cool because like it's all bright and shiny, and then when like um, Ares pops out, um, all of a sudden, right? Like yeah. her her art of like of Ares was super dark and super like not like the rest of the art that you see, which is really cool. Um, which is really cool too. But uh, but yeah, like the the art of um, Nicholas Scott was really good for year one. I liked it a lot better than. Um, Liam Sharp's for sure overall it it matches the the feel that they were going for though I, I can't yeah. imagine swapping them for mm-hmm. the for the stories yeah yeah, yeah. The, quick question were, were these released um, simultaneously also like 
Like they would release one and then release the other, or were they kind of released at the same time? I think they were released one after the other. Wait, I don't remember the the publication schedules for that time. Um, mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, DC was releasing things a little faster than before, so it might yeah. have been every two weeks, I guess. Yeah, but they, I, I they were releasing sure. both stories at the same time, or were yeah, were these yeah. kind of were they kind of like alternating which ones? It was release? it was one would be the present day story, and then two would be year one. So it's yeah. it alternates. All right, so let's um, talk about the rebirth special and how it shows us that the origin of Wonder Woman was just very messy, and I never mm-hmm. even realized that because I honestly, admittedly, I never really read up much Wonder Woman. Like the the, the longest arc I've ever read was. Uh, Brian Azzarello's and um, Cliff Chang's Wonder Woman arc on New 52. That's the only Wonder Woman story I've ever read besides her stories in the Justice League. Mm-hmm. So no, I same. I, this this yeah. is like the first one I've ever read, actually. Yeah, so I didn't realize mm-hmm. that her origins were so messy. Mm-hmm. Like, you, um, mm-hmm. there's one story, Shonen Rebirth, where she was made from clay. And then back in New 52, they revealed that she was the daughter of Zeus and Hippolyta. So mm-hmm. the made of clay thing was a lie just to get Hera off their backs. And then there's another story where she was the only child in Themyscira and everyone raised her. And then in some stories, she grew up with other Amazons. So like, I did a little digging and based on what I've seen on the internet and some articles and some, 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 you know, some people saying, uh, it was a bit of a mess before crisis on infinite earths happened for her like like the origin was just messy and then they fixed it a, bl- a little bit afterwards just like and superman that's yeah th- that's when they came up with the whole themiscara sort of thing right or... i think no i think they, they fixed it like they they made it more streamlined after that oh okay yeah like it's it's kind of like superman before crisis mm-hmm. if, if you remember um, Superman had, I think his main power was Deus Ex Machina, where oh, he really? always ended up having a power that he needed to save the day for the specific situation. And oh, okay. if I remember right, it was only after Crisis that they really set him up as a guy who had freeze, freeze breath, heat vision. Mm-hmm. Like it was a very limited scope afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, so it it's, was kind it's, of like a room of requirement thing before that, where it's mm, like, what do I need now? Yeah. So yeah, that that's why they did Crisis, if I remember correctly. Like it was the cleanup continuity, which yeah. is what DC is weak on, if we're being honest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how many crisis, how many Infinite Earths yeah. like crises have they had, right? A lot. <laughs> like, a lot. Since so then. many. Yeah. So yeah, in 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 Rebirth. Um, we find out that when you're chosen as the champion of the Mascara, you're cursed to never return. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's the weird part, which is what Greg, Greg Rucka and the artists focus on. It's that yeah. Diana had plenty of interactions with the Amazons over the years. So how come she was cursed to never return? Like, what's the deal with that? So it yeah. kind of shows that her story keeps changing. Mm-hmm. Right? So... That's why the lasso, the golden perfect, which shows you the truth, or reveals the truth, like told her that she was being lied to, and that's where the story starts. Yeah. What do you, What do you think of that? It, see, coming from like I I. Uh, I don't know much about 
Wonder Woman um, coming into it. I didn't like for me it was always the the Themyscira like uh, origins of her coming into a like based on like the like her always for me she always had that origin story. Mm-hmm. So I was never really um, so that that's why when they showed the other stuff I was really, really surprised by it. Yeah. Um. Like. I Which, sort of came into this with like a blank slate, so yeah. like seeing all of that kind of really set it up, really really well, um, to the point where it issue zero or like the rebirth special, uh, really made me like want to dig deep and find out like what yeah. the, like what the hell does all of this even mean? Like I, it it left me it left me lost. I guess is what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say. I was like, what what what's happening? And so Which that's why I, I really a good wanted to, to get have, into it, considering the story, right? It's good to feel Sorry, lost. What you say? I think it's it's a good feeling to have considering the story. It's good to feel lost yeah. because that's mm-hmm. what the characters are feeling. Mm-hmm. Right? So yeah, it, it was, it's, it's nice. It's appropriate. It mm-hmm. Yeah, like I had no idea what to expect afterwards, I guess mm. is what I'm same, trying to say. Same here. Yeah. yeah. Um, For the issues, then, what do you think? Mm-hmm. What did you think? I, I really like the... Um, I like the present day mm-hmm. story arc a lot better than the um, year than the one. Year one. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Even though I like the year one art more. Yeah. Um, I like the panels and stuff more. I, I was just re- I was I was more interested in um, in Cheetah more than anything. Makes sense. Um, yeah, from the. Uh, from the first although it was really cool to see her um start out as sort of like an Indiana Jones figure yeah um in in year 1 um was that do you know if that was new was she always like that that was I always think, her um her backstory right I she was think always so. like a, a friend yeah i think so but the thing is barbara isn't the only cheetah i think there have been other people who have been the cheetah Oh, I see. Yeah. But the thing I really liked about this, and by the way, Mikhail mm-hmm. hasn't seen the movie yet, so we're gonna avoid spoilers. Yeah. But yeah. I really like the 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 fact that I've read this before I watched the movie because it made me more invested in the character of Barbara Minerva. Like if, mm-hmm. if I went into Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four without reading this, I probably wouldn't have cared as much. Like that's be how like Kristen Wig? Yeah, what? that's how that's how that's how good the cheetah was the cheetah characterization was made for this comic and mm-hmm. yeah it's just so good dude yeah it, um i think because like I, I never really knew who uh wonder woman's like main i guess nemesis was i mean there's always like aries right and um all that just, but i feel like is, is cheetah like her foil do you think do you think that she's like a good Sort of like Superman, Lex Luthor, Batman, Joker, um, sort of one is to one. Is that how they, they they were trying to set her up here? I think so because in Legion of Doom, like the mm-hmm. back in the old cartoons and back in the Justice League comics from the 2010s, like it would be Cheetah. So I would say so. Okay. Yeah. Why, why why do you think that is? Is it because like? Because I. Because the thing about, like, um, they were kind of... Do you find that Wonder Woman and Cheetah are sort of opposites of each other? Or kind of like a yin-yang? I, so, like, what, what what about their characteristics do you think 
fill that because I kind of don't see it. I, th- I guess is what I'm trying to get to. It was kind of like my, my point. I Even though I like Cheetah so much, I don't like her so much as Wonder Woman's foil. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I I don't think they're they're each other's foil. I think I think Cheetah is maybe Diana's one of Diana's biggest mistakes. One of the things she regrets the most. I see. Which yeah. which makes it hard for her to see her and fight her because it's a strong reminder that like I'm partly responsible. Though it's revealed in the mm-hmm. comic in 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 Rebirth that she's not re- wholly responsible, but she yeah. thinks that she's completely responsible for for Barbara mm-hmm. turning into Cheetah. So, it makes for an interesting dynamic compared to just like a like an enemy who doesn't like you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's I why see. that's why they pick her because there's some. It's not just an antagonistic relationship. There's also like a like a real friendship there that was hurt, right? So yeah, I think no, I think that's why it's really good. Yeah, because like I also yeah you that might be, that might also be why like Cheetah always seems to, at least in in this comic would always like get like a better like the upper hand on her like combat wise because I guess mm. Diana's always holding back, not yeah. really wanting to like hurt her. She she always seems to get like a, a good scratch or two in there before Diana really just goes like yeah All right, I think fine. Diana holds back. Yeah. And I think that's like, o- that's the only way to get Diana weak, because mm-hmm. you have to get her to hold back. That's her. That's her. And sh- you know she doesn't want to fight you. Yeah. But she will hurt you yeah. if she needs to. But I yeah. don't three, think she, three, I don't three think, warnings, right? She always yeah. gives you three warnings. But I don't think she could do that with Cheetah. No, even mm-hmm. even past the three warnings, I think she just can't go full force because it's her friend. Yeah, yeah. I did. I think reading my the first um, Wonder Woman story really made me appreciate the character more because I never really knew. Like you see, you see these characters in like bigger story arcs, right? But then you don't get to meet their sort of supporting characters. Yeah. Like yeah, we talked about earlier that like Clark and Superman has great supporting characters, mm-hmm. right? Lois Lane, Lex Luthor, um, Batman Jimmy. has the best. Yeah, Batman has cast. the best um, like villains and stuff. Yeah. Me- meeting Diana's now or Wonder Woman's now uh, made me appreciate a lot more, especially like like Cheetah and Steve, especially like Steve Trevor. Who I had like no love for, no care for whatsoever. <laughs> when I watched the first movie, I was like, "Like, well, it's Chris Pine." Yeah. I guess I could like I could watch Captain Kirk tend to be this guy for a little bit, but after reading this, um, see, Trevor's the man, dude. And it's my mm. understanding that he wasn't always like a badass, um, guy who's sort of seen as like I don't want to use the word equal to Wonder Woman in terms of battle, but like you know, because he sort of. Like it's hard to find somebody for Wonder Woman, right? That's yeah. why you you like, as much as you don't like a woman does like they don't really need like a love interest to make their stories more interesting. But like they, they seem to always try to force Wonder Woman with Superman, right? It's mm-hmm. even addressed a little bit in the comic. That's, it just never that's because in New Fifty Two, it worked for a bit. They got together it, in okay, New Fifty Two. I, I didn't yeah. read it. Yeah. We're, we're so still catching up on for... our DC, by the way. So sorry if we're missing yeah. out on stuff. But yeah, they got together. Yeah, in New no, 52. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For, it, for a while it, it worked it, like it was okay like yeah. it, it made yeah. sense yeah and I think if you remember Kingdom Come the future version of the alternate reality apocalypse yeah. version of DC I think at the end of it mm-hmm. um, Clark and sorry Cal and Diana get together and I think they have a kid yeah you know, Kingdom Come was one of those sorry tangent I, I, I was collecting <laughs> that and I didn't finish it 
And you, money you, was mostly the issue. <laughs> you had individual issues of. I'm so jealous, man. I only had the compilation. Yeah, I have. I have um. I have like the first five or six issues. Mm. Did I finish it? It's all in a box in my house in um in, in the Philippines. Which I'll I need to go through. find now before he gets back here. Um, yeah, along with um, complete all star. <laughs> While you're stuck in the U.S., I'm gonna go look for those comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for yeah, me, well, anyway, uh, I, like, I well, sorry. No, 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 go, 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 go. For me, I really like the Steve and Diana relationship because it reminds mm-hmm. me of the Hawkman Hawk Girl relationship, where mm-hmm. no matter what happens, no matter what life they live, they will always find each other. Yeah, and I think yeah, it, it's, it's like it's, Will, it's, Will Smith and Charlize Theron, right? <laughs> so it's it's kind of it's kind of. Sh- put on the spotlight in the first Urskartaga issues where Steve is captured and he's completely stone-faced not scared at all because he knows that no matter where he is Diana will find him and rescue him yeah it's really yeah. nice what, what is what, what does she call him um survivor his her survivor yeah Nova. yeah because yeah. um the, when yeah. when his plane crashed in Themyscira he was the only survivor mm-hmm. yeah yeah which I um, also find kind of morbid, by the way, because the his his plane, the plane where his friends died, um, became the invisible plane, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. that's, that's kind of weird. Like, uh, it's kind of morbid. Did, did, currently, uh, did, did he did he realize that? Right? Like, like, hey, this is my plane. Does does he does he mention that at all, or does he kind of like have no idea? I think so, but he doesn't seem affected by the the choice of plane. Yeah. Well, you you have to realize like he's also like um, he's a soldier, right? He understands these things. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. If that's his if that's his way home, that's his way home. He that's he, true. he has no choice but to but to take it. Although I'm sure in his mind, I'm sure if they, if it was like a Steve Trevor, um, comic, they probably would have delved more into that. Maybe right? like oh crap, this plane Maybe. is like <laughs> made made from my um, from the wreckage. from my dead yeah from my dead squad um. Well, not made. But I think from, it, not made of. Just made from where they died. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be extra morbid, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, one other change I liked is that they made Eta Candy an African American. Yes, and I, I think am, I mm-hmm. think that was really really nice, because I don't think she was a character. She used to be white in the older comics. I don't think it was mm-hmm. an important part of her character. So yeah. For a character like her who is not defined or whose stories aren't defined by her race, it's it's mm-hmm. a it's a nice choice to just diversify, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. affect the story, it doesn't affect the the character. So let's just diversify, why not? Right? Yeah. yeah and I, al- I also those, yeah. yeah, I also like the fact that they made her Steve Trevor's superior instead of his secretary. That was that was a nice move. Mm-hmm. It's classy. Yeah. I really mm-hmm. like it. What do you think about it? Yeah, the, the um, like the it's because she's a very um, because it's one thing to just go and change, sort of the 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 race of mm. um like big characters because that yeah. kind of like it seems forced, right? But to come and like pickpocket out of like um, smaller minor characters and kind of changing their backstory is yeah. a lot easier to do. And I think is like a better thing to do because then you elevate this new story. That's true. Of somebody, right? Instead of trying to force it from, trying to force it uh, into another character. Yeah, I, I'd you argue know, so, that it doesn't even have to be a, a minor character. It could be a major character whose whose race isn't an important part of a story. 
Like yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, like mm-hmm. like for it's, example, like you have Ben Grimm, who is mm-hmm. his being Jewish is a very important part of his character, um, mm-hmm. or or Matt Matt Murdock from Daredevil, like his Catholicism is a very important part of his character. So like you can't mm-hmm. change that because it it's yeah. it's crux to him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But let's say you get Beast from the X Men. I've always been like arguing this. Let's say you get Beast from the X Men and you make him something else, right? Or mm-hmm. um. Like, who else can we change? Wait, how would you change Beast? Uh, because the original five is just completely white, right? Just oh, five. okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, he doesn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. he, he, what matters with Beast is he used to be a football player. He's very, very smart. Um, they hated mm-hmm. him for how good he was physically because mm-hmm. he was very agile and powerful. So, like, that's, that's his, that's his character. Like, n- no, yeah. no race is part of that. So just change him to whatever you yeah. want. Diversify. Yeah. Right? I, I think you can actually, you know what? I kind of think, like, you could kind of probably do that for every character. You just have to do it the right way. Could right? Because like, yeah. look at what they do with Spider Man. Um, instead of just making Peter Parker, um, like, a person of color, mm. they just made, like, a new, like, a, a, yeah. a, another yeah. uh, Spider Man, right? With Miles Morales. Like, uh, yeah, I really And, like and it works because it works because the writing is good. I yes. think at the end of the day, as long as the writing is good, it doesn't really That's true. matter. Right? Um, I think I think legacy characters have to be like if you're get if you're choosing to make a legacy character like let's say Iron Fist, like Iron Fist mm-hmm. has been revealed to be one in a line of many Iron Fists. So why not make a new yeah. one? Why not? Because I remember people saying that Iron Fist should have been Asian. But why not just make a new one like that could be whatever whatever race would work yeah. with good it's, writing, right? Or ma- would that like, work for Black Panther though? No, no, no. Because no. it's part of a story. You can't you can't do that. Yeah. It's important mm-hmm. to him. Um, yeah. Like I, I'd say do it to a character like Punisher, right? That that would be oh, super yeah, cool. Yeah, because yeah. Frank Castle is well, the- is really good as a cosmic Ghost Rider anyway. So just push him there, make him make him a Ghost Rider, and then just yeah. give give make make the other Punisher like a like a different race. That would be so yeah. cool. Yeah. I would love to see that. Yeah, and they've they've kind of turned Captain America into sort of a legacy character, right? So like that's yeah, why they yeah. um yeah. They're doing it with what's his name Falcon, Falcon right? It's supposed yeah. to be the new, which, which is pretty uh, cool. Like America. I really, I really like his mm-hmm. costume in the comic books when yeah. he took over. So good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, yeah, I think it's it just so like you just have to do it. The treatment, right, is just yeah. always important. With, and respect with for the things. for the source material and the character's yeah. essence. I think. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, another thing I really liked was um, remember when they met. Barbara Minerva for the first time in in year one. Mm-hmm. I, I like the fact that Diana couldn't speak English because she she she's been in Themyscira all her life, and yeah. even her I, I'm not sure if it's Greek or something, but even her Greek is ancient. So even people yeah. who speak Greek couldn't understand her. So mm-hmm. it, it's really nice to to add Barbara as like a like a linguist. So like she she ended up piecing together. Diana's language, and she was the first person to, to talk to her, giving talk to her, yeah. her giving her role in the story like yeah. so much importance. Like year one couldn't be done without her, I think. Mm-hmm. So like, so good. It, she um, yeah, she's basically the first person to, to talk to her, which yeah. sort of like strengthens their 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 um their bond more, right? Like mm-hmm. Steve Trevor and Diana will always have you know uh, like, I'm uh, Steve Trevor's her survivor, but yeah. Without um, 
without Cheetah, without Barbara, like her her success in the on Earth is impossible without her. So she always has that like that sort of gratitude towards her, which is why she she which is why she will hold back, right, when fighting her because that's always like not only did she did she kind of see her as like her mistake, like that's like her best friend, yeah, right, that she sort of let down. Um, and really her, cool. her her backstory was really nice to see. Like the character was so fleshed out. Like th- there mm-hmm. was this, this there was this one um, sequence of pages in one of her issues where it showed her childhood living with an unsupportive father, going mm-hmm. to her search for the Amazons. And I think the art for that wasn't Nicholas Scott. I think the art for that was Bilquis Evely, and mm-hmm. it was so good, so yeah. good. Like. That's all was I that can the, say. Uh, so that was good. sort of like the standalone um, Barbara issue, yeah. Yeah, the standalone Barbara issue. It was kind of like in the middle. I forgot what issue that was, but um, she's British, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah that one. Yeah, yeah, no, that yeah, that was that was cool because quickly, um, if I'm wrong, was the mom sort of upset that she was super into Greek stuff? No, I think the mom was out of the picture already at that was point it? and she was only living with her dad who was her, sorry her dad yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and she grew up like us a nerd of Greek mythology uh-huh. or mythology yeah. period like running around with a with a paper sword paper shield mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and her dad was like it's you, you that's that's enough you're old you're too old to do that so yeah I think she kind of rebelled by <laughs> choosing to go into archaeology and linguistics as a career mm-hmm. so which led yeah. to everything else super into it yeah yeah like she, um, what made her so great, also I think is like her. She was like sort of caught in the middle of all this, right? Like she's mm. she's brought in as an expert, and then finds herself like thrown into this battle between like gods yeah. and demigods. And um, her story is really like a Greek tragedy in the end. Yeah. Um, it's a tragic life. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Very tragic life. That she sort of also kind of asked asked for also in the end, right? Because mm. she was already cured, and for some weird reason, I think that that's like a, a nitpick of mine. I don't, I still don't get why she had to like turn herself in. Um, do you remember that part where they're like in the hotel? Yeah, yeah. And then like that. four of them are, are approaching, and then she's like, "All right, go on." And then like the they, they like, um, Steve Trevor and um. It was just a bad move on her part. Yeah, I guess yeah. no, but like she's kind of just asking for it, right? She kind Could of be. wanted to get caught. Could be that's what that's what they were trying to insinuate, that yeah. she she did want to turn back into the cheetah. Yeah, like it was it was such an easy decision for her, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's because like you you, like I I don't know like I I guess I don't get what the stakes were. When she decided like um, okay cool let I'll be I'll turn me back into cheetah like yeah that thing was kind of uh, weird it was a bit weird yeah yeah but um other than that. It was like that, but that's the thing. Like she, I guess she kind of craved for that power as well, mm. um, you know. Because like, like, like we said, she was super into like the Greek stuff. Yeah. And she would like play with like um, her sword and her shield, and then the dad said like that's enough. And then she could like and taking away that, um, I guess maybe it harkened back to that part in her life where like that play sword was taken away from her and then she finally felt that real power 
that these gods that she's so fascinated with actually felt, and it was taken away from her also. It's kind of like an athlete when they retire. Oh, yeah. Makes sense. You know? Like, when an athlete retires, it's like... Um, or like a boxer who retires in their mind too early and wants to come back and fight again, only to get, like, knocked out in, like, the first round. It's kind of like that. You know? We, I, I think as humans, we always try to... Um, we tend to always chase after our, our own downfall in the end sometimes. I think it, it, it gave meaning to her life yeah. and the fact that she wasn't that anymore or wasn't mm-hmm. like that close to the gods anymore. Yeah. Like she kind of wanted to get back into that. Yeah. You know, like there's, a, there's maybe a bit of pride in there because could be. finally Definitely she hubris. could be, she could be like, she kind of saw herself as sort of Wonder Woman's equal, mm. you know, because it's like, um, I'm not just human anymore. Like, I'm also a demigod like you. Sounds like oh, you need to see Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> oh, is that, is that, is that what, what happens a, in 1984? Kinda. It's, 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 it's a theme that they also tackle in the movie. It's nice. It's done uh, very well, see? I think. You see, I could have wrote it. You know, I'm not even going to watch it anymore. I don't even need hey, to. Hey, Hollywood, no, hire so... us. Let, us. let us write your comic book movies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just so scorned by DC movies in general. I, yeah, I same, can't get same. myself to watch it. But though, though, like, like I, like I was telling before like we were recording, yeah. uh, Cheetah is like the, and for me the MVP of this of this entire. Um, I agree. She she made the whole, series. the whole uh, arc. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Which like I, do you think we like our superheroes more because of their villains? Definitely, right. I would have to say no on my part. But for you, do you think that's the case? Yeah, I think. I think I think without a good villain a superhero is just not as interesting. Okay. Right? Like give me a good superhero who has like a not so great villain uh, box of toys to work with. Cuz with me, I'm an X-Men fan. Mm-hmm. And if you though the X-Men has really good villains. If you've read X-Men lately, you'd know that the Brotherhood and the X-Men have merged into one nation. Right? Mm-hmm. So they're not really defined by their former villains anymore, but they're defined by the relationships they have with each other because X-Men is an allegory for a school. Mm-hmm. Less, less now, but you know, still. It's like a family, it's like a school. So they're defined by the relationship they have with each other rather than the relationships they have with their villains. I see. Yeah. I th- oh, that is interesting. So, but... So they're kind of like, so is it like, is the the conflict comes a lot from within? So it's a lot of yes. infighting, yeah, and stuff. So okay, and I guess you could say maybe like in earlier versions of the X Men, like um, Cyclops's like biggest rival was like always like Wolverine, right? No, that's latter, I think. Okay. Yeah, but you but you get you get what I'm saying. Where I guess I guess maybe for the X Men. I get your point. I get your point. Yeah, I think what you mean is, like, the Wolverine and Cyclops um, relationship. Like, I think what Mm -hmm. you're talking about is the Schism um, story arc where where they they split the X Men into two based on who agreed with who. Yeah, Yeah. something like that. Yeah, but like the, I guess maybe um, instead of villain. Well, yeah, of course, because there's what, what's the point of a super? I guess maybe they're conflict, mm. right? They have it's, to have like a very great like good what conflict I, in order to become a good superhero. What I've or always good, said about the, team. What I've always said about the X Men is it, it's an, an ensemble story, 
Mm-hmm. So it's like an ensemble cast. So how they play against each other is what defines the story. Okay, yeah. yeah. No, no, I see what you mean. That's true. Okay. I guess maybe my, my theory of like the villain thing comes like is more for like singular characters. Yeah, I think it, it does make right. sense. I, I agree with you. It mm-hmm. does make sense though. Mm-hmm. Because, like, Fantastic Four has... Well, anyways, we're speaking <laughs> on for a long time. Uh, we're just going to complete that gonna, idea. Like, Fantastic, Fantastic Four, Four has, has Doctor right? Doom, and, yeah. All right, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> back to Wonder Woman. Um, yeah. Another thing I really like was the choice to not give the gods human forms. Like, when Diana was in jail oh, yeah. after arriving mm-hmm. in America for the first time, they gave mm-hmm. her her powers, and they arrived as animals. And except yeah. for Ares at the end of the story... We never get to see the gods as in human form. Mm-hmm. Never get to see them in a human form. Yeah, no, that that was a good choice because when you yeah. see them um, in human form, then the story just gets like we sort of just um, then all of the backstory you know about the god, the Greek gods, mm. sort of come into our head and sort of affect the way that we take in the story. You know what I mean? So it, yeah. it would have just been a distraction. But like seeing them as animals, you're kind of now you're just thinking like, oh, who could that be? I wonder who that is, and it just becomes like a little fun game when you try to identify each god. That's afterwards. that's true, and I agree mm-hmm. that was a fun game. Um, yeah. That's true on a story perspective, mm-hmm. but for me, it comes from a like a um, publishing history perspective where oh, okay. Wonder Woman Rebirth followed mm-hmm. the New Fifty Two, right? Mm-hmm. So in New Fifty Two, Cliff Chang redesigned the gods and they were all amazingly done they were all extravagant they were they were creepy they were powerful um and i think it's a good idea to keep them in animal form because it separates yourself it separates the story that gregor was trying to say from brian azarello's story oh i see yeah because you don't want to you don't want to follow up like like it was a story based on the there was a lot of human version of the gods in that story so since the story is very very different I think it was a good choice to to go with animals because it just separates yourself more yeah yeah and I um another because also when Greek gods would usually this is when they would usually come down to earth first to interact with humans mm. they would come in as, as animals first right sort of like in some stories in some stories Mm-hmm. Yeah, in, in some, some stories, stories they would, yeah. right? Yeah, so it, it kind of all makes sense. It's a good touch. I didn't know that about the... Um, so it, it, it does make a lot more sense trying to separate it from past stories. As well. mm. And that's, yeah, another, so. that's another Wonder Woman story that I highly suggest. Mm-hmm. Uh, New 52, the Cliff Chang, Brian Azarello Wonder Woman. Amazing mm-hmm. story. Amazing. That's where, that's where Diana learns that she wasn't actually made from clay. And she was... At, that was only a ruse made by Zeus and Hippolyta to convince Hera that there wasn't an affair going on. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Zeus, man, couldn't keep it in his pants. Never could. <laughs> That's He's always been a story, though, gods. right? Whether it's yeah. Zeus in Marvel, it's Zeus in DC, it's Zeus in mm-hmm. the actual mythology, that's really his, his character. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's always interesting when you bring in, like, Greek god, like, like god figures from, like, real mythology into, into mm. comics. Um... But I think is I think Wonder Woman is the only one, her and Shazam, right, are the only ones that have like ties to gods in DC. No. Whereas like, I don't think so. There, there's more than just um, 
the Greek gods and because I know like yes or because in Marvel they're actual like characters right the Greek mm-hmm. gods yep that interact with them a lot more um, they interact with the, like, the heroes more depends on the story like Hercules is a very fun character in Marvel so mm-hmm. if you if you read um, I think it was Greg Pak's Incredible Hercules. Uh-huh. That was such a good story, and it leads into fear itself. Fear is it fear itself? No, no. It leads into chaos war, where mm-hmm. um, Mikaboshi from the Japanese mythology interacts with the Greek gods from everywhere else. I see. And even in secret, even in secret war, where the Skrull gods end up fighting with the the Earth gods, like Hercules, mm-hmm. Thor. It, it, yeah, they're used a lot. The, the mythologies yeah. are used a lot in Marvel. Yeah. More, more I, so I than in DC. Yeah, I guess that the, my point was like, um, the Marvel um, did a does a better job of sort of piggybacking off of yeah established characters in mythology. I agree. Whereas like DC kind of just used them to um, enhance the backstory of yeah of their yes. of their actual of their already established characters like yeah. like Captain Marvel and um, and Wonder Woman. Though I f- just, think there's more. I think you can also. Um, say that the mythologies are involved in maybe Hawkman stories because um, he, oh, yeah, he yeah, was yeah, a yeah, pharaoh yeah. in a past I life. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think yeah, I forgot about that. maybe Black Adams even. But then that's, yeah. it, that is part of Captain Marvel's story. But yeah. 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 I, I see your yeah, but, point and I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. But like, like, I mean, very lightly Google research stuff here. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, sure. sorry. Yeah. No, 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 but I'm sure like we could super go, like that's another thing we could go into. I, mean, I guess that's what makes comics great, right? Yeah. There's, there's so much, so much to cover. There's, too, oh, there's almost too much stuff. Not it's for very us. very overwhelming. Not yeah, for yeah. us. Mm-hmm. And hopefully not for everyone else who's listening to the podcast, yeah. you know. Okay, yeah. so what other things did you notice or did you like from reading the Wonder Woman Rebirth story? Um, I like the, uh, you know what, something I didn't like, Mm. actually. What what didn't you like? I I don't like how, um, was it year one? It was year one is the one with, um, Ares' sons, right? Yes. That was the one with with the two of them? Yep. Um, Um, how did you feel? The are Phobos and Deimos. Yes. Um, and forgive me if if I'm jumping to the end here. Did you like the way that it, it ended? Where I I love the idea of Ares of the mascara being a prison for Ares, but I didn't like how she sort of defeated um, the the demi the demigods the the sons when they came in. Um, because I, I guess it it was like love versus war, right? It was kind of what they were getting at. Yeah. Um, and the thing that um. I guess to explain it, when when Ares was imprisoned, um, is because of Aphrodite who came in and sort of like calmed him down and allowed him to be imprisoned and mm. Themyscira. And I guess Diana did the same thing to the to the um, two to to his sons. But I just didn't feel it because like when she said like I love you, it's like I, does she really or is she just saying that sort of like ha huh. yeah you know I mean I guess the 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 whip like she can't lie with the whip right which I guess yeah, shows yeah. how how great of a character Diana is where she could love it like everything and anyone but I, I just didn't buy it as much I don't know how, how'd you feel about that I actually completely buy it based on other DC stories not this one mm-hmm. 
Uh, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Um, I think if you go back to Blackest Night, you remember Blackest Night? Yes. So there was a portion in Blackest Night where the rings went to Earth or went around Earth looking for people who can carry them. So yeah. it wasn't it wasn't limited to the Green Lanterns. It wasn't limited to um, the main holders of the rings, like Saint Walker or mm-hmm. um, the Orange Lantern anymore. It went to other people. Like it went to the Fear One, the Yellow One went to, went to Scarecrow, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the Greed One went to Lex Luthor. The Hope One went to Flash. Yeah. Etc. Etc. And the 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 Star Sapphire Ring went to Diana. Because out of everyone else on Earth, she is the person capable of the most love. Yeah, that's true. Right? Like, no one else could love more than Diana. And mm-hmm. that's why the, the, the idea that her love was so strong, it managed to, to capture Phobos and Deimos yeah. made sense to me. Like, if, if, mm-hmm. if I didn't think about that, I'd be, I, I would be confused. I would be mm-hmm. like, eh, what? Yeah, but just because I remembered how it, how she was in Blackest Night, I was like, hmm, I get it, makes sense. No, that you know, I, yeah, that that's that's true. I didn't re- I, I I didn't recall Blackest Night when I was reading it. That's a good pull. Was was Aphrodite also one of the um, one of the gods that was there to give her like um, I forgot what what word they use in the comic. Um, the patrons. Yeah, was 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 Aphrodite one of the the animals? I think so, but then they she never was, really right? they never really like tell us who the animals are. So yeah, yeah. Okay, I I guess yeah, it would make more especially if um, she was these patrons were also giving her their powers, right? So if Aphrodite was one of those patrons, mm. then her ability to to do that would also make way more sense. Yeah, along with the fact that yeah, Wonder Woman is the one most capable of love throughout all of them. Um, and they, I, I guess the the uh, a theme also of the whole comic is they always draw back towards like Diana's like will. I guess the, like the reason why they had to trick her right was because they knew that if they she would always seek the mascara and always be able to to find it, yeah. even if um, it was removed from her memory. That's mm-hmm. that that's the part that kind of confused me a bit. Um, which maybe I should reread it again to sort of get, to get it more. But how was she? How did they deceive her? Do you remember how that sort of worked? I think, um, like, there's always been an idea, even in the past comic books I've read, that the Mysteria mm-hmm. is somewhere on Earth, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what the story establishes is that the Mysteria doesn't actually exist in, on Earth, but it can. Yeah, it's like another dimension. Or yeah, something, but right? it can. Like it, it. There's a there's a crossover place. So they just have mm-hmm. to find the barrier. Yeah. yeah. Which was the tree. Mm-hmm. On that where, island. Where the snake came from. Yes. So. But. Yeah. Okay. But the um. So so the fake one that they found. Was that based off of old, um, previous. The mascara. The a, fake a one that they found looks like the mm-hmm. New Fifty Two. The mascara. <laughs> okay, like, yeah, yeah, that's what I was like thinking. Even even the Hippolyta was blonde. Yeah. And I was like, hey, that's New Fifty Two Hippolyta. Yeah, yeah. So they're 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 kind of just shattering that whole thing, right? With this. Yeah, yeah, they did. Like, so forget it, about it, that. It makes me wonder, dude. It makes me wonder, like, the so does that mean that New Fifty Two Wonder Woman never actually happened? It was all in her head. Does that mean that 
Amazon attacks never happened. You know, like so many, so many stories before. Like yeah, hmm. and I, I guess it, it goes back to our our criticism of DC, right? They're not very good at tying everything together. Yeah, yeah, they're not. But yeah, I think like I think this was a worthy sacrifice because this story yeah. was top notch. Mm-hmm. It was good. Um, what's it called? I I um. They did a very good job of uh, both storylines, the future one and year one, connecting as well. Yeah. Um, it like it, it all made sense as it sort of happened. Um, like the events happening, you could see how the events happening in the present day one were affected by the previous day one, which is mm. uh, a really good. Like they did, yeah. the, they handled that really well. Which it, I guess it unfolded is the, um, very nicely. Sorry, you broke out of it. What'd you say? It it unfolded very nicely. Yes, yeah, yeah. Which I I guess is the um, the benefit of having one writer, right? I f- yeah. I feel like I feel like um. People trying to do this sometimes would have two writers trying to write different stories that sort of mm-hmm. would inter intersect, like that, and uh, that's why sometimes it kind of gets lost. But having one writer do both, um, just works, even though it's sort of like a heavy task. But I guess that's what you kind of ask for from your writers right being able to deliver on stuff like this yeah i think what people forget sometimes especially readers like us Mm -hmm. is that these writers plot the heck out out of stories like this yeah so like i'm sure that like i remember this one picture of hickman uh jonathan hickman's plot for avengers during Mm -hmm. before secret wars i think when there was an incursion happening between two earths or was it Fantastic Four? But either way, it was plotted like crazy, man. Yeah. So I can imagine that uh, Greg Rucka didn't just write this like like one after the other. I think he was really trying to tell a story and trying to control how it unfolded. And it was nice. Yeah. And that's, that's where it's really um, hard. Because I feel like in order to pick up a character, you have to... It's like being like a show writer for like doctor who right like, mm. but but for comic books it's every character you have to know every character in order to use them wisely which makes it really hard i, I think that's why marvel and like correct me if uh, or let me know if you disagree with me or not like marvel's so much easier to write for because everything's so fixed and like in every, like the whole storyline makes more sense whereas dc kind of jumps from one thing to the other and it's sort of hard to pick up on where on like themes and stuff that you want to use for each character i think think that's sort of the case yeah um the thing though is that though that's a positive that can also be a negative so Mm -hmm. as a writer you might be locked into what's happening in continuity oh yeah Yeah. so like you might want to do this but the character you want is somewhere else like Mm -hmm. he might be in space so can't do that I think that's why DC is better with standalone stories. Like, I'd have to say that Elseworlds are way better than What Ifs, right? Mm-hmm, like, the Elseworlds yeah. stories aren't affected by continuity, and they just stand alone, and they're really, really good stories. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah I think, though, though Marvel has a better timeline, which is my favorite thing in comic books, the timeline, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, DC handles uh, one shots or or like limited stories better a, better a little bit yeah 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 that's true also because like the one shots are usually more about like the psyche of like a character or like the mm. char- like their already established characteristics 
and flaws and like bringing them to light in like a short little story form um yeah so yeah, yeah that's a, yeah that's a good it's a good way of putting it i guess in i defense, guess like both, both both of these publications have their sort of strengths and weaknesses yeah. right yeah in defense to both um the big do um mm-hmm. marvel has some good standalone stuff like like vision by tom king mm-hmm. and gabriel walter and jordi Belair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that's a good standalone story yeah, um, yeah. and DC though they have a lot of good standalone stuff they also have really bad stuff like mm-hmm. the the black label um, publications by DC now which are mostly like standalone stories though mm-hmm. some of them are really really good some of them are really really bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah I guess it's the everything right this sort of could be really yeah like it's really hit or miss. I think when you come out with so much content like um, yeah. these two big publications do, there's always going to be hit or miss. Like, I would say right? um, I read Black Label the other year, back in 2020, mm-hmm. and I came across a title called Wonder Woman Dead Earth, mm-hmm. um, which was made by Daniel Warren Johnson, I think. And it was amazing. It was so good. It was like a post-apocalyptic Wonder Woman story where everyone's dead except for her. Um, yeah. And then... Like it's and then I read another story. Let's just say it's Batman. I'm not gonna say which one. Mm-hmm. I hated it. <laughs> hated everything about it. Even if it, think, even even if it was from an author that I usually like. Like, like uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, I like that you don't wanna um you didn't wanna. Yeah, I'm not gonna break ties. Time. Like uh, you don't you don't wanna burn bridges. Yeah, you never know. You never know who's listening, right? You'll never know when we're gonna <laughs> guest someone, right? Yeah. Yeah, but you it's know, okay. Like, we should we should be able to criticize these writers, dude. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna push like stuff we love, and then if yeah. we don't mention it, that just means we might not think highly of it. That's yeah, that's yeah. The, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. but I guess uh, so. Overall, I guess coming back to to Wonder Woman, this because I'm 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 reading this as like a standalone. I have mm. no idea what happens after. Um, I have some ideas of what happens before. Yeah. But as as its own little story arc, like, how would you rate this? I guess, I guess we have to come. I, Are we there we already? Because we still no, have some stuff. No, no. I guess yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I, yeah. I realize I, um, the ending didn't end with uh, it didn't end with um, her defeating the twins. Right. There's a lot yeah. of stuff happened afterwards. Yep. I guess this, this is where I get kind of confused. I guess why was she like? She seemed to be really pissed right towards the end. Um. Oh, okay. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, with, with um, like she, she doesn't have the 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 whip the whip anymore. Um, did she lose it when she, um, sort of defeated the twins? She sacrificed it. Uh, she sacrificed it's, it's, it, right? It's what's binding the th- the twins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's stopping them from um, taking stopping them world. from taking over the world by uh, yeah. being Aries and. She's angry because of the deception, right? That they yes. had to lie to her about the original Themyscira. Yeah. And I guess she's probably pissed about losing the Golden Perfect as well. Because she sort of, like, ties her entire identity to it. Mm. Yeah. Right? Okay. And then... And she gets it... See, and she gets it back at the end. I don't understand how that sort of happened. I think uh, the gods just bless her with... Uh, gift her with another one 
that's, they're that's just like cool yeah. thanks for sacrificing here's Here another one you go like that. here's another one yeah yeah i think that's what happens okay i think and that's I, I don't know how you feel about it i didn't kind of like that as much i felt like it would have been a lot better and this is why maybe me looking as a standalone i have to read what happens afterwards but like i feel like it would have been a great way to to like go get away from the the whip of truth like the the the, the lasso and yeah, could be. Now she doesn't have it anymore. Wouldn't that have been like so much better? Yeah, because I feel like they use story. they use that a lot to sort of like save her in situations or for her to be a tool in situations where um, it's sort of like an easy escape for writers to like use the whip for someone to tell the truth to get information out, um, just as like a a um, a a crutch for writers when they're when they're writing for Wonder Woman. Wouldn't it be nice if she just didn't have the lasso anymore? I feel like um, getting the lasso back kind of watered down the importance of the sacrifice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think made. that's yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, exactly. after after watching the movies, man, the lasso is fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's and it, definitely it, an identifier for her, right? Yeah. And it gives her like cool moments, like like putting it on Batman, asking him what his name is, and then he says Batman <laughs> Stop, instead of Bruce Wayne, like, stuff like that. Like it, it's it's fun to have. So yeah. yeah, but I feel like it could have led to more stories. Maybe if they kept Greg Rucka on Wonder Woman for longer, it could have been explored. Mm-hmm. But yeah, maybe the writer taking over after was like, I need the lasso back, and then him and Greg Rucka just talked about it. Maybe. Yes. I- I just re- I really like her losing it. I yeah. guess is mm-hmm. my thing. It, it, it mental. I feel like it meant a lot, and I think it would have um, given way, way more um, way more like depth to her defeating the the twins because it's like like I love you so much. I'm gonna let go of this thing that mm. like, sort of I, I love. Of, like it, it ties yeah. me together with my home. You know, it's like the only thing I have left from my home, other than like I guess my armor and my bracelets and stuff. But this is like the thing that represents that I'm the champion of yeah. mascara, and losing it for the world that she's now part of. Forever, and she can never go back home. Mm. It it would have meant so much more because it kind of tie, it breaks the tie. And the I moment, think that's, sorry, the moment with Diana and Hippolyta, like saying goodbye once in like yeah. for the last time, was so good though. Anyway, mm-hmm. you were saying I'm so sorry for cutting you off. No, no, that and that's the thing, like that that loses its sort of um, strength because as like a part in the in the comics when like she turns around, you know, um, losing the lasso, I think, um, w- w- was such an important part of the story, I think, and her getting it back at the end like that after talking to. The, the patrons again it's yeah. just something I think that DC always does I guess comic books are always a um, always guilty of in general no matter what the publication is just bringing something back mm. just because they feel like it you know and maybe somebody will listening and disagrees with me and you know can can give a good um, defense for it I just think it was kind of weak what what else I just wanted to go through the the villains really really quickly mm-hmm uh, I yeah, really, no. I really, really loved the the issue showing Veronica Kale's motivation and how Doctor Cyber, how Adriana becomes Doctor Cyber, like oh, how how, yes, how they yes, were manipulated yes, yes. by by Phobos and Demos, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it was so good, dude. Like, yeah, so good. That's all I can say. It was so An- good. Another another case of just 
two people getting caught up yeah in the going abouts of gods on earth like it like, like I don't like, I don't even it, think that Adriana hated Wonder Woman I think no she didn't she was like kind of curious about the but but Veronica was her friend and Veronica didn't like her so she just stuck yeah. by her yeah and like I don't know the it was it's so sad do you know if um her daughter has any bigger stories in um in DC after going to Themyscira or is she just sort of forgotten after I'm that? not sure but I feel like she's not a character that would come back yeah I mean the, yeah and I guess that that kind of builds on her um yeah is Veronica Kale like I, I mean I don't want to compare her to like um Lex Luthor but she's sort of Lex Luthor Ish. with a bigger reason for hating superheroes because Lex yeah. Luthor just hates Superman just because he's jealous and wants that power but Veronica Kale has like a real mother's sort of rage towards gods and superheroes and all that stuff that um, was really warranted like throughout the entire like throughout the like I was I was rooting for her the entire time mostly because it's like dude that's super messed up like what happened to her and her daughter and she well, sort of like called it right <laughs> yeah well if you if you read Lex Luthor Man of Steel it would show that Lex's motivations are more than that. It's a really good. Oh, really? I suggest it. Yeah, um, but yeah, dude, I completely agree with you. Like Veronica Kale's motivation was very, very well done, and mm-hmm. yeah, I, I remember remember the part where the daughter's face gets stolen in the museum. Yeah, I really like the 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 panel where they show it because it's like she was behind a portrait, right? Mm-hmm. And then it made her even if she was sitting in front of the portrait, it made it look like she was on inside the portrait. Yeah, and it was such a well done panel. Mm-hmm. It was and really, like um, that that whole sequence of her um, with the two with the twins. Yeah, was, uh, was really well done. Actually, um, there's there's some like is. there's some really really good um art in mm-hmm. this story. Like I really liked um, during year one when they were on in the mall, when yeah. the mall was attacked. There was just one scene where Diana blocks a bullet for the first time. Mm-hmm. And the moment that they showed, the moment Nic- the, the 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 movement that Nicholas Scott showed through her art, and the way they decompressed the situation, where because in in older in older comics it would just be like one panel a guy is shooting, and then the next the next panel is Wonder Woman blocking, right? Yeah. It's just two yeah. panels. But then they mm-hmm. extended the moment. They they made it a bigger page, and then they showed the bullet. Whoops! They showed the bullet slowly moving towards her, and it was so yeah. nice. Yeah, it was. So it was um, yeah, there's, there's definitely. They, it, that moment was definitely enhanced and I guess that's why the art is always so important right like it, it enhanced that one moment yeah yeah for us and like not and it sort of helps us identify that this is a big the big moment the first time she mm. blocks a bullet in on earth is like it's showing who she is right like this is like I'm, I'm a defender yeah um I'm here to like I'm not here to destroy I'm here to stop destruction from happening this is what I'm here for um the the was really well done in that in that sort of sequence. The way they slowed it down at the same time, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. in in terms of storytelling, just increased the tension so much yeah. compared to just two panels, and it just mm-hmm. made made the made made the scene where she actually got to block it just that much better. Mm-hmm. Just like yeah, so just loved it. Yeah, it was good. There's a lot of good. Um, I feel like it's hard. Um, 
there's so much going on sometimes with with the art it's yeah. also hard to sort of identify these and remember these um these small moments but this one really really stood out yeah in terms character, of uh, in terms of character design by the way i i, mm-hmm. I was I, I don't like cheetah's design so much oh you didn't i didn't i didn't at first that's the thing i didn't at first uh, and okay. then i realized mm-hmm. that the 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 god who gave her power was was kind of like gross right Mm-hmm. So it kind of made sense that Cheetah was kind of gross instead of like her other, because if you remember her from, uh, the Legion of Doom in the cartoons, she was just like in a cat suit, right? Yeah. And I yeah. think for for Alex Ross's Justice, which I've read, um, she was also just in a cat suit. But then in this one, she was an actual cat. Yeah. Right. Because she was so, actually like she was transformed. She was like a yeah, weird being. Yeah. It was just, it was mm-hmm. it was interesting. Mm-hmm. But but that was good. Me, I, I love the character uh, design for her. This, right. In this one. Mm-hmm. The design I liked the most, though, weirdly enough, was Cersei. Remember Cersei? She was the she was the magician that Veronica Kale turned to for help in oh, capturing yeah, the twins. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was like who, it was like who bound was, the who bound the twins into the yeah dogs. yeah. It was mm-hmm. like like a very casual version of her with like mm-hmm. a very, um, I'd say, a mythologically inspired breastplate. Yeah, and it was that, so that, simple, but yeah. like it was so well done. So yeah, the, you know, shout out to Bilquis Evelie's issue, just so good, dude. Mm-hmm. Love the, it. The the part where like, uh, where Wonder Woman uses the the lasso on her. And that's the like she uses that power to to bind the, the demigods right like when she bursts yeah. out in the in the in the breastplate and stuff. That that was really good too. That that sequence was really done because it's it was so challenging for the artist to sort of put these two scenes. It's kind of like you know when like um, Christopher Nolan does like a double panel. Mm. Is it Nolan that does double panels? Like 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 one scene's happening in one panel and one in, in the other. Yeah. You know, but like this, um, the art for this one was so well done in this sense because like these two things were happening simultaneously. And you get super like he was he did they, like they did such a great job of tracking it in that way to where it made sense. Like the moment the lasso comes on. Yeah. That's the moment the two, the two uh, demigods were, were trapped into the into the into the dogs. It was um it was really good. There's this other moment I really liked in the earlier part of the arc, where mm-hmm. Steve's squad was in jail. Remember that? Yeah. And they were in complete darkness. And using the bars of the jail, the artist, um, used it as uh the panels for what was happening. And you slowly mm-hmm. see light creep into the shadows until it becomes Diana rescuing them it's like that's good I love it oh that's yeah amazing. yeah 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 when yeah. She, um, she's fighting the uh, like those bat beings yeah whatever they were right? or wolves I'm yeah, not sure they. what they were yeah yeah they look like bats though right like their noses were kind of like yeah they, they just look weird which is I think yeah. the point good stuff yeah sort of amb- ambiguous animals I'm not sure what they what they are but a lot yeah, of good, a lot of good art throughout all this, and it was cool because mm-hmm. you're reading two, you get two different artists who are sort yeah. of interpreting the story, who both have different um, fields. Yeah, yeah, in different ways. Yeah, they, they're interpreting this character and and the, what the, their world is like in different ways. Um, it was really good. I, the thing about Phobos and Deimos is I thought that it was a bit messy, like. So the Ares that she used to fight was always them, right? Mm-hmm. So that kind of oh complete, yeah 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 it kind of mm-hmm. completely um, retcons the Ares story, 
Mm-hmm. So does this mean that he's always been a nice guy? He was just like, like he just had bloodlust. That's why he chose to, to get binded, right? Yeah, yeah. Like um, messy, he was a victim of his own gas, right? Is the yeah. only reason why he was. Um, but like I don't know because sometimes you. Um, so there's this weird uh, idea of like these Greek gods, right? Or, mm. Like is. Is Ares a reflection? Because, like, you know how he says, like, you know, the this world is, like, built on me. Like, war, like, they, they feed off of me. They love mm. war. Like, did he have all of this power because, they, like, the, the wars were happening? And then when the wars stopped... I guess what I'm trying to get at, like, do, do gods... Chicken or inspire, the egg. Yeah, do gods inspire yeah. us or do we give power to the gods, right? That's I always, think that, um, that might be open to interpretation. Maybe. And that's that's and that's what I kind of liked about it because I kind of liked seeing him sort of subdued because it's like the world doesn't need me. There's no wars going on. Like other like now they're dealing with other stuff like greed and um, people being power hungry, all that stuff. Like the, the the war is not really a big issue anymore. So that's why I'm sort of like this tame dude. Let my sons handle it, kind of um, idea. Or or maybe the wars would be much worse if he was out there. Yeah. That's right. another thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's why they had to. No, and I guess that's also why they had to subdue him with Aphrodite because yeah. he was getting too much. He was getting too powerful, mm. right? And he you know, realized Phobos. that. Yeah, yeah. So reading about Phobos and Deimos made me miss Phobos in Marvel. Um, do you remember him? He was he was Ares' son. He was part of the Secret Warriors. Uh, no, I don't know much about um, the sort of more minor characters in. Marvel, I like so. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, but so he was, so he was good there. Yeah, he was. He was this little kid who apparently mm-hmm. turned out to be Ares's kid, and he was part of the Secret Warriors team that Nick Fury brought together to fight the Skrulls in Secret Invasion. Okay. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I think that was Jonathan we, Hickman then. Yeah. Was was their take on him a lot different from what, very, the very, one here? He, he was, a, they, he was they, a nice kid. They almost seemed like Loki-like characters yeah, right, yeah. in this one. Yeah, yeah. Or tricksters instead of really like... You would think that um, the God of War's sons would be more like uh, battle-hungry instead yeah. of like tricksters and, and like... That's so true. You know? But who knows? I guess it depends who their mother was, right? Mm-mm. Um, what I didn't like though was I didn't like the part where Diana loses her mind. Like I thought that was the most boring part of the story. Yeah, you know that that doesn't really. Fi- I I don't understand. It doesn't really fit within her, her whole character, right? Her yeah. losing her mind like that. It seems like something that wouldn't happen to to Wonder Woman. But I think it was just such a huge break. It kind of still makes sense to me as to why it happened, mm-hmm. but. I just didn't enjoy it. <laughs> Maybe yeah. that's the best thing I can say about it. Mm. I, for me, it's like I feel like if she found out she was be, she was tricked like that and she lost all of her. Well, I guess because her. I guess it comes back because her identity was always so much in I am the warrior, mm. like representative of the mascara, and then knowing that she actually, and then like, she, and then she her knowing that she could always go back home once when there was problems and see her yeah. mother and all of her friends and stuff. I guess losing that has a big effect on her so much. But I don't know if it would have an effect to where she would be like absolutely useless, right? I don't know. It just doesn't seem in her character. I feel like she would have been like yeah, it's angry a character. But I I do understand. I mean, I do understand the fact that 
Greg Rucka went with that as a reason for her to lose her mind. Like the fact mm-hmm. that she realized that she just can never, ever, ever go home again. Yeah. No, yeah, like, yeah, that that is a tough yeah. one. It's a thing. And like you you even see that in um in the end of uh of um what's it called? Of year one. When she realizes that she can never go home too. She's it's even with like the when the mom I guess like realizing that nothing could ever happen again really is yeah. I guess strength enough to sort of break especially if you if you if you love it so much which she is capable of right she's capable of loving yeah. something very 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 yeah. much so I think I just one of the last things I want to bring up is mm-hmm. I wanted to circle back to the circle back to the Diana and Steve relationship uh, I mm-hmm. really really like Steve for Diana a lot I think I like her I like him for her more than I did Superman and you shipped Wonder them? Woman yeah I shipped them they're my OTP mm-hmm. um so yeah, there's this one line that Diana said, and I wrote it down just so I can share it. Mm-hmm. So, um, Steve was talking to her about love, and here's what Diana says: "I believe in love, Steve. I know that there are many who think that it is that it's foolish, but I truly believe in it. I believe we should be allowed to love one another, and to do so without restraint. I believe that love is not limited but limitless." And then they mentioned that. And then Diana says that she's good at love, but not romance, and that they've circled yeah. each other for years, but they've never really tried to get yeah. together, which is why at the end, they actually get the chance to try, and I really, really like that. Mm-hmm. It, right. It's it's cool because um, Steve gave her a home. Yeah. Right? I think um, Diana always being able to go back to Themyscira, and maybe mm-hmm. this is how Greg Rucka was thinking about it too, was so always like a crutch for her not like could be like she 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 knew that she could always go back when things were going bad so she always felt that um this the the risks weren't as big for her and maybe she wasn't as committed to earth as she should have been as Mm. sort of a protector of it and steve and when she lost it and steve giving her a home sort of solidified and um helped her heal the fact that she can never go back home like which is why she always had a foot in both worlds basically yeah yeah, and I also like it because it just shows that romance isn't love, right? Love is its own mm. thing. Because I think we always yeah. t- tend to put those two together. Yeah. Um, or something romantic always involves love when it re- it really doesn't. You know, you could be romantic without um, really loving someone. Like the the way that you, the way that you show those things are are a lot different. Which is mm. um, why uh, they sort of tackled this here, and why you always wonder like why why how come two people just don't end up with each other if they love each other because sometimes they, they're just not good at it right they don't put the effort forward to do it and mm-hmm. here Steve did yeah and sort of was able to um, like you're not good at it at, at romance Diana but I am so here here's a home I... it was cool it was nice and cheesy yeah which I kind of liked yeah same here it's, it's feel, good for Diana like... to have that right yeah um, cause I feel I uh, th- th- there's this thing like I, f- I feel like um um, there's always this criticism of women characters in in stories to where they mm-hmm. always need sort of like a a, a romance for it to be interesting. Yeah, that's story what I was to gonna be say. Interesting, yeah, you know, and I don't know. I guess I'm not the one to say. I don't know if 
if if women like the fact that this happened to her at the end, if it's fitting. Um, but I think she, if if she wanted, like this is something that she sort of wanted, right? She always loved Steve. Mm-hmm. It's good for her to be able to relax. I guess is what yeah. I'm trying to get at, and 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 put put down her sort of um, her sort of. Uh, the shield that she puts up to like that she like uh like the strong woman thing and like and and show the other side of being a woman which is being loving and all this other stuff right i think do you, do you sort of get that with this yeah. one which is why it's so it sort of fits that like having steve at the end like this yeah yeah i i i like i like the steve and diana relationship because it feels like he has no insecurity whatsoever yeah, about his yeah. being a regular male compared mm-hmm. to her demigoddess status right mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. nothing, he's he's completely fine with it. He he respects it. He loves it, mm-hmm. and it's it's like the opposite of um, this one um, couple in Crazy Rich Asians. <laughs> wow. <laughs> or was it was it Astrid who was like who who left her husband because her husband couldn't accept the fact that she was a powerful woman and yeah yeah. So I haven't read the book. I've just seen the movie. So <laughs> yeah. um, no, that's it's true because like I think that's why Steve is also perfect because he's not. Um, insecure. Right? Yeah, it was really you know? nice to see. Yeah, he, he. But um, they also sort of like, they're also sort of the same, right? There's a um, when they first were introducing the characters in year mm. one, it's sort of like a training montage side by side. Like yeah. they're, they're showing right before the crash happens, right? It's like it shows Wonder Woman. Like doing all of her training and stuff. Mm, yes, I remember. And then Steve that. is do Steve is doing like his training and stuff, showing that they're kind of the same, that they're kind of like um, equal Their in some sense. Their experiences mirrors each other. Yeah, that they're sort of one in the same person, even yeah. though Diana could kick Steve Trevor's ass <laughs> like, yeah. any day of the week, but she does it because she loves him. Right? Mm. Th- um, that that's that's why I'm hoping for more Steve Trevor in the Anna stories. Mm-hmm. But I think that the succeeding writers and artists and you know everyone else editors even they have to be careful with how they use steve because mm-hmm. we diana just can't be like his love interest like yeah like it has to be more than that mm-hmm. like like they, they should both exist together and apart yeah like he should have his own story yeah his own does he have his own like sort of um comic or anything like that no, no. Ba- it's all... back in back in new 52 he was i think he was the main argus agent yeah oh okay but nothing working, big, working under right? nothing but then there's yeah. no there's no steve trevor comic book mm-hmm. okay yeah and um one other thing i liked about the statement that diana gave the one i read read to you guys mm-hmm. um there's one part where she says i believe we should be allowed to love one another and to do so without restraint yeah. And I was telling you this before the show, but um, Diana, um, it was mentioned that Diana had a girlfriend in Themyscira named Cass- Cassia. And she says, oh, yeah, when, yeah. When, when Steve asked her if there was anyone special to her, that she had a hard time leaving, uh, Diana says it was hard to leave her. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I, I feel like just the fact that you remember um, Lin-Manuel Miranda saying love is love. I think it, it, it's it's very appropriate for Diana as a character. Mm-hmm. And I think because of that... And come on, like in Themyscira, there were no males, right? Yeah. So the gender it, differences didn't even exist. Mm-hmm. So if there's a so decent that, character... That, that was the normal, right? Yeah. 
So mm-hmm. like for a DC character, if if someone is to just you know just love freely, Diana would be the character to do it. I think. Yeah. Like I don't think no, she yeah. would see the gender differences whatsoever. I think she mm-hmm. would just love who she wanted to love, and I think that's nice and refreshing. Yeah, the thing like um, Wonder Woman shows sort of like. The, a woman could be like strong and brave and like a hero and all that stuff but also the other side of being a woman which is like nurturing uh, loving like, mm. uh, kind all that stuff like all in one character she she has the full spectrum of, of yeah. what it takes to, to to be a woman right that's sort of like people are identifying like sort of identifying it with now like it's not just one thing when you're trying to when you're a woman you, you can't you, mm. you don't have to just be a mother you can be like a mother and do this and that and that like what a woman has all those aspects in her as a character yeah. which is why I think um, she's sort of working now like people seem to love her now yeah. I don't know about the movie if people love the movie but like she's it's definitely why they're trying to push her um, in today's in DC as like uh, the, the next big thing even though maybe it's not happening as much because the movie's not so good. But I, don't, it, I haven't it, seen the movie yet. You haven't seen the movie. Yeah. It, it kind of gives me hope for future Wonder Woman stories, though, because mm-hmm. I think if they if they go into into these things, mm-hmm. there's so much that could be done with their character. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I guess another um, thing to point out is don't... If you didn't like the movie you're listening and you haven't read these comics... Read I the like comics the movie. Then, you know... <laughs> Then, because because like it's not like the, these characters aren't just their movies, yeah. Right? I guess what right. go like like we say always go back to the source material. Yep. If you're interested and read it, because then you'll find out so much more that's not tied into the uh, the Hollywood machine. Yeah, mm-hmm. I completely agree. Yeah. So I think the last thing I want to say about um, Greg Rucka Greg Rucka's run on Wonder mm-hmm. Woman is I had no idea Diana could talk to animals. Oh yeah, that was a nice little thing that they added in the end, right? I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. It's like, what the heck? It's like, um, wait, what? Wait, who she was? Ta- what animal was she, she talking was, she, to? She was with. She was with Steve. I think she was talking to a bird. Yeah. Like the bird was reporting something to her or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was a nice was little funny. touch. I had no idea. Yeah. She had that power. Yeah. Well, because I, I mean, was this the first time that they based? Her powers off of like the patrons of like she gets it from the gods or was it that always a thing? I think that's always been the thing, but maybe it was just differently done this time. Mm, okay, yeah, but it would make sense if she could talk to animals. I assume these these gods could, right? Yeah, if they could turn into animals, they could talk to animals. But that was a nice little thing that they added, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, huh? She's talking to animals. She's like, um, she's like Captain Planet all in one. Yeah, using heart. She has the power yeah, of heart. Using which is heart, the strongest yeah. one if Mati just used it right. I don't know, man. <laughs> he could have that hill. He could, I he always thought he was the, the most useless. He could they have ruled the world it. with that ring. <laughs> That's true. You, um, I guess mind control would have been the evil way of doing it, right? Right? With, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that, well, that's, that's, that's that's who you were for Halloween, right? Remember we went as... No, as no, I was Wheeler, dude. I was Wheeler for Halloween. Oh, re- oh, oh, wait. Even colored my hair red. My hair was red. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah now I remember. No, I was Mati. Wasn't I? Oh, yeah, you were. You were Mati. I was Mati. Okay, yeah. I, I, I confused that. That's a long time ago. <laughs> so, uh, how about you? Any any other ideas, thoughts on the 
Wonder Woman no, story? I think we, uh, we tackled it all. I, um, I, I really like the, the story. I think the um, the inter like the two uh, timelines made it a very um, interesting read because they sort of tied into each other so well to where you kind of had to get to the next one right away mm. to get the full um, story of it. I guess I don't. Know, it, it just worked really well. I I liked yeah. it. It was it was good. So from, good from from zero to ten, what's your what's your rating? I give this maybe there's some like like I mentioned earlier there's some stuff I didn't like like the way she defeated the twins, mm. um, and her getting the lasso back I felt was kind of cheap, maybe like a solid like eight or seven to eight seven point five mm. out of ten, um, if I'm just considering if we want to go into categories like the art for me was probably like a ten out of ten I love mm. the art wow. Um, Story maybe like a seven, eight. Uh, overall, then would be like a I guess like an eight probably. I I'll give it an eight out of ten. I think I would go with a seven. Mm-hmm. It feels like a very definitive story. Yeah. Um, I think if people ask me down the line like, oh hey Jay, I want to read more Wonder Woman, like I'd suggest this. Uh, but I feel like it's it's for people who may have read Wonder Woman in the past. I think if you're just jumping into it, it's mm-hmm. kind of a waste because mm-hmm. it, it shatters the previous continuity, the previous story. Mm-hmm. So it might be nice to have a little bit of a background first before before everything gets upturned. You don't, think, you don't think having that um, background, because I, like I said, I didn't know it as much mm. as you did probably. Do you think that's why you didn't enjoy it as much or gave it a lower score than I did because you had that background you were kind of like oh crap they're just getting rid of all that past stuff and now here's like the new stuff no I actually really really enjoyed it because oh. with me though though it's continuity shattering um, it, it, it fits it fits a timeline better it makes sense of the events better because mm-hmm. it covers everything from present data year one yeah. so it's so fun it's, it's so fun to just absorb and read but yeah I just don't think it might be as you um new reader friendly maybe so maybe i would suggest like a like reading new 52 wonder woman before jumping before reading this. Yeah, jumping yeah. yeah yeah just yeah. to just to increase your enjoyment of the story yeah. but yeah i'd give it a 7 out of 10 because the art was really really good and mm-hmm. it all made sense even for the art that i wasn't into i'm like the yeah. choices made sense mm-hmm. uh, story wise i feel like it ended abruptly i feel like Greg Raka could have done more. Yeah. Like, I wanted to see where he goes with the Cheetah story. I wanted, I would have wanted to see where he went with the lasso if yeah. he still kept writing. Yeah. So, the, yeah. I think that's the, um, the problem with reading it as a collection where it, instead of reading it as it came out. Because, mm. I, I mean, it's 25 issues, so I'm assuming this is like, what, at least a year in the making, right? Yeah. Yep. So maybe it didn't feel as abrupt to people reading it in the moment. Could be. Yeah, um, which is why maybe it, it makes more sense. But yeah, as a as a as a as a whole, it did um, end very abruptly, in my opinion. Um, which could have been for a multitude of reasons. Did, so did somebody like take over after Greg Greg Rucka? Yeah. Like, did it yeah. turn into twenty six, twenty seven? Yep. 
Under somebody else? Okay. Yeah, under someone else. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would also highly suggest it for people who haven't seen Wonder Woman 1984 yet. Though at Mm -hmm. this point, there's just so few of you guys who haven't seen it. Um, Because it it really makes you love um, Cheetah. Like, like, I think my investment in Kristen Wiig's character was mostly because of the love I have for the character through this story. Through this comic by by Greg Rucka and yeah. his art, art team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sadly, there's no Maxwell Lord here for who was also another villain in 1984. So, random suggestion for you guys. Just read his his parts in Justice League International. Yeah. Is, isn't Maxwell um, Lord who Wonder Woman kills? Yes. Yes. In Infinite Crisis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he shot Dead Cord, Blue Beetle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So he's also was he was also in Infinite Crisis. Yeah. yeah. So if you want to read Max Lord, Justice League International, Justice League Europe, I think, um, also um, Justice League Generation Lost and Infinite Crisis. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Which just goes to show, guys, Wonder Woman is capable of love, so much love, so <laughs> much like all that love, and sometimes that could turn into something evil too where you're capable of killing somebody because you're capable <laughs> of that much love yeah right sort of like the inside out thing where emotions sort of come hand in hand with each other right you have unregulated to, right yeah you have to have both in order to feel like you know you can't have love without hate that sort of thing and if you've ever seen like any member of the lantern corps go crazy that's because they were too much of something yeah yeah, yeah. exactly Man cannot live on bread alone. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I guess that's it for our issue. Are we gonna go with? Mm. Are we gonna call our episodes issues? That's it for our issue of Wonder Woman Rebirth. So thank yes. you for sticking, um, staying with us as we go through this episode. And what do we have next? I think if you pay attention to our podcast, the next cover, the next comic we're gonna be covering is Vision by Tom King. Uh, Jordi Belair and Gabriel Walta mm-hmm. which so, is yeah. uh, Watch out super that. good and Watch out um, for that. yeah I guess would you recommend reading that before WandaVision I think you know you don't have to it's always mm-hmm. a you don't have to thing for these things Yeah. but I think you just generally enjoy things more if you've read the read source, the source material yeah. first Yeah. which I guess is our mantra here right read the source material. yeah read the source material <laughs> Like, cause sometimes it's better. Sometimes it makes the movies better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's highly suggested. Yeah, and besides, we kind of function as a book club thing. So yeah. mm-hmm. if you wanna understand what we're talking about for the Vision episode, might as well give the Vision thing a yeah. Vision comic a try. Yeah. Right. So, I think that's it for us. So thank you for staying with us. My name is Jay, and my name is Mikhail. And take it easy, guys. Peace out. We want to give a special thanks to James Santos for our podcast theme. 